Hello, everybody. Welcome back to B Tech Philosophers, episode 43. Why, why are you laughing at me introducing? Oh, I'm just laughing at the situation. But this is uh, this is actually a do-over. We recorded for 30 minutes, but we heard the loudest banging that we've ever heard in our life. The fucking cunts. <laughs> I'm just trying to be diplomatic. The staff, like, the staff here uh, <laughs> putting up banners uh, for Christmas using a fucking, fucking failing food market. Using a... So a food a market because a food market has opened the road <laughs> and they don't know what to do because the other food market people smile and give you the fucking food and have a thing called customer service whereas this place is run by a bunch of fucking depressed cokeheads and you know what they said you know what's gonna get our <laughs> I have burnt the bridges there haven't I you know what's gonna get our customers back some banners <laughs> <laughs> yeah they put up a giant fucking Santa <laughs> to deal with the security guards who throw you against the wall and manhandle you on your way in while you're trying to get a fucking french taco <laughs> oh honestly man Do you know what was antagonizing though because i don't i don't like confrontation they started banging louder after we asked after we asked them to, they started banging louder it's just like why guys spirit of christmas have some some joy in your hearts but yeah, now, it's, now it's very funny that they're there putting up christmas banners for the nicest time of year and you're like hey do you mind uh, keep, like we just rented the podcast to we can fuck <laughs> off <laughs> go and die it's the what... season <laughs> it's the season <laughs> yeah, they're just fucking hammering a giant but now we hurt you you tend to get in a lot of confrontations i'm doing one right now from the <laughs> sake of the pod i'm bit doing my bitching on a podcast well, luckily it's a third party. You know, all, all they could do is ban us from the premises if they heard this. But could you know. they ban us from the premises if they heard the start to this, Lucas? If they heard this, yeah. Nah, we we all right. You said that song. I'm not. I'm not trying to lay into uh, the people of voxel comedy that I love and that I love all no, the I stuff there. I don't think that's grounds for banning you. You haven't done anything. Yeah. You haven't stolen anything, have you? <laughs> I do sometimes steal things from there. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's, it's, it's that thing where we had things that we wanted to talk about this week. And I'm sorry that the listeners are now being brought into our, our gripe. A little admin issue. It's, not, love, it's, it's bigger than admin. It's but, bigger than admin. It's, a, it's But you know, we're not going to let that uh, uh, affect the pod. I am. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it affect my week. How, how much do you hold grudges? Bro, if... If we, if I knew I was in last day of studio here, yeah, yeah. and like say we found somewhere else, not that I want to, I like, I like working with like, I, I generally love working with the people from Voxel Podcasting and Comedy, like such good welcoming people, but the other side of the staff that we have to deal with, the people who fucking pretend to be gangsters because they have some archway, are they actually gangsters? I don't think so. Right, the, the people, who, the, the people who replaced the punch machine with a a, a driving go kart. Yeah, they replaced. That was bullshit. Yeah, because it was encouraging too many fights. <laughs> where, where was it? Yeah, they yeah, used yeah. to have a punch machine outside. They replaced it with like a driving simulator. Not as good. So now they're encouraging drunk driving, drunk driving instead. Yeah. <laughs> driving, drunk driving instead of drunk punching. But it's a lot safer. But there's this thing where like, it it it's the security here as well. That's what I never understand, right? Is I, I get like working in London and they have Fire Nightclub here and God knows you fucking need security at Fire Nightclub because it's a bunch of 19-year-olds doing... It's a weird mix. It's a bunch of old-school ravers who are like 50. Shout out. To the old-school raving there crew. There for the start of garage and that. Yeah, and they're there till five in the morning and that. And then there's also the sort of students in the area who come. Yeah. And they... Like, you need to police people. I get that. But 
Like when, China. Maybe not like <laughs> not my, yeah, they're being a bit too Chinese policing. <laughs> There's a bit of Chinese policing. I want a bit of a a bit of um a bit of a you know Polish Polish policing. Like, hey, we know it's going on. It's cool. It's like, but like, if you if you fuck up, we're gonna deal with it. Like early Hong Kong before they really stamped down on it all, they let they let people have a little bit of like freedom, and then they were like, no. Yeah, no, I I, I think like you know that sort of uh, for a bit of third world policing. Like, they'll kick the shit out of you, and that's fine, because you've been an arsehole. Mm -hmm. But hey, man, if you want to slip me a fiver, right. and you want to crack on with your with your with whatever you're doing tonight, as long as it's not hurting anyone, go ahead. Because th that's the reason people go raving. No one likes... Uh, drum and bass is shit music. Let's be realistic. It's shit. But it's good on pills. That's why it works. You have to be a madman to listen to drum and bass just in your regular... Yeah, bro, you got to have been in the house, just yeah. being in the office, and just I don't even know what it sounds like. <laughs> Shout out to the whole type raving crew. You, you ever hear that, that? Do you know what? That's what I hate about when you're at like raising that. Yeah, why's the DJ got to come over the mic? Just play the music. You ever been at a rave and the DJ's like, "Yo, okay, shout out to the crew we got over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna go there tonight. Now, everybody from East London, make some noise." And it's like, bro, there is a postcode war. I agree with that, unless it's like an old school Jamaican DJ, and then they're just doing very specific shout outs. Where all my fat pussy girl down at? And I, I, love, I love, I mean, that's. Where are they at? Where are they at? I'm going to have a go at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't get to say it. I'm going to have a go. Because it sounds like you're threatening them. Where are all my fat pussy yeah. women at? <laughs> you can't ask that. Well, I can do it in a Jamaican voice. No, no. Yeah. Do you, your voice asking where the fat Why pussy... Why can't I do where all the fat pussy go at? Go... No, say it how East London. What, where all my big vaginas at? <laughs> oh, what? where's all the cramp it at? <laughs> where's the huge minge? <laughs> where's, the... <laughs> where's that cavern of pussy? <laughs> cavern cavern of pussy. Cavern of pussy. But then... But then oh, so I get they got a police, police stat, right? When you come in here to just fucking go, oh, I fancy getting a Greek salad from the lovely Greek place, right? There's sound people who run the Greek place. And and you go in, and then all of a sudden, you've got to go through airport security, take your shoes off, have get fucking x-rayed. Yeah. And then at the end of it, have some guy, one of the fucking doormen walks around in like fingerless MMA gloves with a beret on. Who hires these people? Who looks at a guy who turns up to a job interview in a beret and fingerless MMA gloves and goes, sir, you should work here, no questions asked. You think he turned up to the interview in his beret and his fingerless gloves? Bruh, bruv, if he didn't and he turned up on the first day of the job and did that, why did no one go, what the fuck are you doing? Take I'll that off. Find me now. I'm crazy, but one you of can't the find me now. One of the doormen's called, the one with the cauliflower ear and stuff. He's like a nice enough guy. But you... I, I agree with everything you're saying. I, and he'll fuck me up, so I'm going to put it on record that that one is sound. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying, right? But you admittedly get into more confrontations than most. I do, but my confrontation, I'm allowed to bitch about them on the podcast that I do here. I'm yeah. not getting into a fight with them. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting into a fight with them. You... But I just don't understand when it's like, all right, have a fucking, if you're going to have a fucking podcast studio that is set up by people who are making you money and doing all of this stuff, don't then get weird 
when we're like, hey, we're trying to do... Don't act like that. I've just built this podcast studio in the middle of the place. Yeah, I've yeah. come in to do it. And then you lot over having, you lot having some building work done, which you're quite rightfully allowed to have done. Like, it's not the builder's fault. And then when we're like, yo, what the fuck is happening? We're working on a schedule here. Yeah. Do we... Do you know what I mean? You're being reasonable. You're being reasonable. I, got, I so hope none of them listen to this. <laughs> I so hope none of them are... For, no, thank God. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you feel like when you... Because most, most of the times you come to me and explain the confrontation, you are actually uh, in the in the right. Yes. Or it's kind of like Larry David in Kirby Enthusiasm. Yes. Most times Larry David is not wrong. No, he's not. But the way he deals with the situation, that's what leads to the... Music at the end. Like, and, I, and I feel like that's you yeah. as well. I think because of your... You're bigger guy now. Yeah. You're big, broady guy. Yeah. You sound like a geezer. Yeah, I do. I feel, in my head, I'm still a fat emo kid. Yeah. I've got, I got to get out of this. So when you talk to someone and be like, all right, mate, do you mind keeping it down? They're like, their they're attack responses are up. I helped a woman on the train the other day, right? Okay. I was on, it was on a Friday night. Fucking get on this train, you bitch. <laughs> now, what did you, how did you do it? Because <laughs> if you did like... <laughs> <laughs> I called a woman one time, yeah. I was, I was, I was called her a sket. Because, just the South London in we go, you've seen me on the tube. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I, I'm, when I'm on the tube, yeah, and like, I... I stand at the side, the way it works, people get off, people get on, yeah? yeah. I was at Leicester Square and it was rammed and the two doors opened up and this woman was just stood there and then like people come out and I was like, oh, you just come on, you skip, move. <laughs> like it just came out. Yeah. <laughs> I had my headphones <laughs> on. But my inner South London monologue in it was just like, look at this skip move, man. <laughs> what happened? She's just like, she knew I was right, but yeah. she was like, you could, <laughs> I don't think she knew what skip means. <laughs> That's like a South London classic, isn't it? He should have skipped. Get. Yes, get. Um, yeah, no, I... Sorry, what was it? So I was on the train, and there was this uh, quite attractive older lady. Some drunk... Slow like, down, slow down. How attractive? Fit. Like, fit. If, like, she, if she put the game on you that I was put on me last week, would you... What, what game did you have put on you last week? Remember that lady? Oh, the old lady. Take you home. No, 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 she wasn't that old. She was... Um, I wouldn't say, like... She wasn't a MILF. She was just, like... A fit, she was just a fit woman, right, on the train. But going about a Friday night, like, she wasn't dressed to the nine. She was just clearly, like, maybe going out for a few drinks or something. Still a six and a half. Yeah, okay. I don't know why you're so... Like, it, it, like it depends what level of fit she is to my level of stepping in. Is like, I love the idea. She was a four... Ah, oh, you should let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go on. So there was this drunk guy on a drunk, like, German or Dutch dude. He better looked like Jurgen Klopp. And he kept... Uh, my headphones died. And then he kept trying to initiate conversation with her and she was politely sort of dealing with it in that way women do where they're like, I have to politely deal with this before this guy fucking murders me. So, and he, he wasn't being, he was just being too over familiar and he kept saying things. So I was like, hey, Jürgen, like fucking, she don't want to speak to you, mate. Like you're just annoying everyone on the train. Keep your voice down. Mm -hmm. And then he offered me a beer and I was like, no, 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 I'm cool, I'm cool. Thank you though. And then I felt a bit bad. Could have been the start of a beautiful friendship. Could have. You could have started harassing her too. <laughs> <laughs> you be the brains, I'll be the muscle. <laughs> and then, and then I, I like, I, you know, because you, you ever see those adverts on trains now? Yeah, it's like it's like a long paragraph, mm. and don't it's like stare. don't don't stare at women. Yeah, which I think's nonsense. 
You shouldn't stare at women. I don't think you should stare at women, but you're gonna have like everyone looks at each other. I think a prolonged stare. A prolonged stare and heavy breathing. But I saw this comic one night, yeah, do this thing on stage and fuck me off. Where he was uh, we were on at a show and he said this joke about uh I can't remember what the joke was, but the punchline was were like the kind of lads who look at women on trains. And I was like, fuck you, you little like hiding in plain sight. Like you oh, don't you get on a, a you don't get on a train and you don't see someone who's attractive. If you get on and see a good looking dude, like I'm just saying, like a dude who looks good, you're gonna look at me like fucking hell, he's putting some effort. Do you know what I mean? I was talking about this with uh my back together girlfriend Darcy. We need to get onto that in a minute. Uh, I have wasted everyone's time. Yeah. And uh with last week's episode. So you took on board my Winnie the Pooh advice. I did. I, I went home and went, Winnie the Pooh is correct. You threw stones outside her window. Like baby, remember Winnie the Pooh <laughs> played played <laughs> Winnie the Pooh honey. in the room. <laughs> he took off his trousers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I went out and taken off from the train I was on, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah. The, so, but you, he did that joke where he's like, "I was like, you don't ever look at someone fit on the tube." I'm not saying you. Do you ever? You know, in summer when the sun's out, you get on a train, and there's just like a group of fit girls, and you're like, "Sundress season, man." Yeah, and you're like, "That's class." I'm not going to sit here and talk to her. I'm not going to start staring them out and stuff and start. Can you guys hear that through the mic? Oh, it might just be my headphones, sorry. So. Uh, you you don't stare them out, obviously, but like, you go, what a day. What? And I know women do that as well. Like they get on, they see a bunch of like good looking lads or something and they're like, oh, class. Yeah, but you know, first of all, there is a difference between looking and staring. Yes. You know, like a look and be like, wow. You know, maybe a couple glances back every now and then, and then, you know, keep it respectful. But there's also a very important distinction here and that is whether you're good looking or not. Yes, that is true. If you're good looking and you're staring at a pretty girl in a sundress, you know, it's, it, it's that's cute. Mm. That's flirting. That's a bit cheeky. Mm. If you're a bit bigger, balding, rotund, it's directly harassment now. It is it's creepy. It's yeah, predatory. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that what is that true. Difference? you got to draw the line somewhere, though. I think so. You do, you do. <laughs> and this guy was On creepy. BMI, this this guy. You draw the line. <laughs> that is <laughs> you saying fat people shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> They should, tubes, to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should stare with They should walk, bruv. They need to fucking <laughs> walk. <laughs> what a hateful episode this is. No. Starting war with the lovely people of Vauxhall who've built the thing and now just attacking fat people. <laughs> for wanting to stare at women <laughs> on a train. You are right, though. Like, And I think there is that thing where women get like, it's those stages of harassment in it because if they're just being stared out most of the time they're like that guy's creepy but most women have been fucking harassed before yeah and like but my I, I, you know but I, I think intrinsically all men know what is too much mm. i think a stare is like if you're trying to get their attention mm. yeah then that's too much yes Yes, and I also I've also never started chatting up a, in, in my yeah, single days. Chat to people. On the N- never chatted a woman up in my days, like uh, on the train. <laughs> never chatted. Uh, never chatted. <laughs> I, I don't. Even, I respect women so much that I don't talk to them. <laughs> also, because of my unofficial uh, autism, I don't even keep eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> More than three seconds. Too much. I mean, yeah, I don't. None of never chatted up. On, on question on that, just a quick side thing. Where do you ever land on eye contact on stage? I, I'm bad at it. I stare at my feet a lot. You stare at your feet? I, I look down a lot. I do a weird hunch on stage. I've got a weird hunch. You do, actually. We need to talk to you about that. Lucas, where do you... <laughs> <laughs> where do you land on... 
<laughs> on, on eye contact stage wise i always think about i'm always very conscious of it mm. and i always lean forward i feel like when i'm on stage i always like lean mm. forward i pick like a few people in the audience and then i'll keep and then you keep them and are you, are you scanning yeah, 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 yeah. I make sure not to neglect. Mm. So when you, you guys are fucking bothered that Lucas is better than this than us, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I just stare at foreheads. I've got no jokes. I just stand there. Yeah, and yeah, they're just like, is he going to say anything? Confidence. <laughs> but you, we've all sat in front of a comedy show before. Mm. How do you feel about being stared at? Most times it's good because I know the person. It's, it's good. I think it's a good thing to keep. I've, I've gotten better at it, at looking at the audience. I used to just stare at my feet. It's a it's a power thing to look at the audience. Yeah. You look like you're in control. It's the same as like going on and just taking the mic out the stand and putting the stand over there as your immediate thing. You just look in control. Do you know what I still fuck up on to this day? It's putting the mic back in the stand. Yes. And I'll tell you what else fucks me. The wire. Yeah. You ever you ever sometimes stand there for a few minutes and you're fiddling with the wire and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. Like, so, like, you've, you've killed the gig, done well, and then you just kind of ruin it. Oh. Oh, have you ever had, had it where you're trying to speak to the mic in the stand and you go put it in and it's not quite the height? And then you're like, you've got a figure fiddle with it and you go, I don't know what I do. <laughs> the store have the good mic where it's the clip, so you yeah. can just clip and pull. But you ever been to those places where there's like three different like valve things you've got yeah. to play with? Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is this? You just lose all. It's like something out of saw where you've got to get out of there or something. <laughs> just lost all authority on stage but yeah so i think there's definitely levels to to creepiness but um you know so what's it say you say staring shouldn't stare staring shouldn't take photos which no. is but no. I, 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 I everyone takes photos i got a real problem with that now is like people just taking photos of people and making them a meme that should be illegal yeah uh, there's someone who i really like who used to do a bit on instagram where they take photos of people on the general public and put it up and it was funny but i was like dude <laughs> like you can't just take photos just of, of random people of, and then put on so you never know if someone's having a bad day mm. and then they see that and then they kill themselves now you've lost the that's floor. a bit of a step <laughs> <laughs> that's what? a bit of a jump how what? would you feel if you became a famous meme I'd be all right with it. It depends what I came a meme for. Ah. If it was like l small dick guy, <laughs> then you'd be like, all right, I could do without How that. How somebody taking a, a, a photo that you didn't know was being taken of you, of your penis, and now you're a small dick guy? I don't know. You don't even have to, but it could just be like small dick energy guy. I don't know. If you see me just hunched over on the tube, you'd probably be like small dick energy guy. I don't know. I don't know why I've given myself this title. I don't know why either. But, but that, yeah. But you know. That would, but then if you were photogenic, do you remember photogenic metalhead? There's this guy, photogenic metalhead, right? He, that's like a good person to come and meme. You, you're photogenic metalhead guy, cool. Techno Viking, cool. Do you know in Japan, right? Mm. In their phones, they make, they, you can't turn off the shutter sound because they got a big uh, creep problem in yeah. Japan. Yeah, they fucking are always a step ahead with the creepiness in Japan, yeah. I don't know. I read a theory that like, the reason that they've got all like the anime and stuff is because of Hiroshima. What? Like because of the nuclear remnants, it's like means they just they they they're good at the wacky stuff. Because they're all full of nuclear. We're just like their brains like now more creative in that sense. Like do you know like don't try save it by saying creative. Have you ever this seen outlandish racism? Have you seen like a Japanese talk show? Yeah. There'll just be people talking and now like Godzilla comes out. Yeah, and they, just, yeah. And then it's just like, that's all, that's, could be all Hiroshima. 
because of here. Well, God, Godzilla, like the original film, I think is meant to be about them not dealing with what happened in the war that they got hit by. There we go. Bombs. It's not racism. But then suggesting that there is an age draw tentacle porn is because the radiation is Well, how would you explain actually, it? You know, that's, I actually saw a map of that. It's like, I think it's a country like um, Sweden. It's like, like you can like, oh, see Chernobyl. where like, the nuclear fallout has gone through and then it goes porn categories and it's the same area that likes hentai. Yeah, yeah, Chernobyl. Yeah, with the fallout from Chernobyl yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sweden. My racism find comes it. with sources and links. I'm trying to find the map. There was. A I'm map. so envious of how freely black people can talk about other races. You know, not about Jews anymore. Not about Jews anymore. You have lost. Oh, and that's a good one to talk shit about as well. I, I felt like I always felt like the blacks and the Jews had a friendly relationship, and then Kanye just kind of steamrolled it. What was the friendly relation? Oh, this is the last bastion. It was of like black a, Jewish black Jewish relations. Is this podcast? It was friendly poking at each other. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Same with the blacks and sort of like Asians. But then in terms of what type of Asian, like East Asians. East Asians don't like. But then again, it was like, because then Rush Hour did a lot to heal those relations. Really? Yeah, yeah. Was that was that a big thing for, was that like Australians and Americans, Crocodile Dundee? Taking Chris Tucker, probably the most, one of the most beloved black comedians, and Jackie Chan, who's Jackie Chan, putting them together. And there were so many racist jokes in that. I'm going to beat your sweet and sour ass. Like, yeah. a really unnecessary line. I'm going to kick you back to Africa. Do you know what I mean? That did a lot for relations. But this is the thing, right? With did right... you know there's a, a scene in the movie where Jackie Jan just straight up says nigger? Oh, yeah. But 1999, man. Just... What a film. It's Jackie Chan, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is a classic. I'm going to revisit. What a film. Just have Jackie Chan throwing out the N-word. What's up, my nigger? And then, you know. But, th but this is the thing, right? If it's, like, clearly a racist joke, but from a place of love, the rate, it's like a misunderstanding of times that he doesn't know. Yeah, so like there's that scene in Down to Earth, the Chris Rock film. Not seen it. You, right, Down to Earth is a Chris Rock film that isn't very good. Um, most of us. Like most Chris Rock films. Mm. <laughs> Glenn Wall said so very funny. We watched Mr. Deeds and then Down to Earth back to back while Stoke Me lost Kai one night and Glenn Wall was there, like he was staying up as well. And we, we watched Mr. Deeds and uh, Down to Earth back to back and realized it's both Mr. Deeds is about a working class white guy who comes a billionaire and Down to Earth is just about a black guy becomes a white guy who's a billionaire. He dies and gets sent back to yeah. Earth, right? It's just the same film. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But Chris Rock is so bad at acting. Yeah. He can't even, in the film he plays a comedian, he can't even convince you he's a comedian. Like he can't, he, like Chris Rock can't, like can't he's not be, a good actor. He's just good at being Chris Rock. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's a scene in that film where everyone else sees him as this big white guy where he starts singing uh, DMX Rough Riders and starts saying the N-word in mm. like a black chicken shop. Yeah. And like it's a funny scene. So like, yeah, it's racist, but it's like the misunderstanding thing. So what I'm just arguing for racism, essentially. I mean, do you remember after uh, 2020, after the George Floyd thing, and everyone was doing like corrective of the racism, a lot of TV shows and movies had blackface in them. Um, a lot of TV shows kind of like all that, what's it called? Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They had a blackface episode. They some rubbed of the it. Funniest, it. Yeah. Some of the funniest. Some of the funniest. 30 Rock had a blackface episode, rubbed it out. And I'm like, that's stupid because it depends on the comic context that was set up. And then, but at the same time, I understand the arguments like even with, like it can be taken out of context, but context is everything in comedy. Context is everything and everything. Mm. 
So, like, you've set up a situation to explain why this blackface situation has is, is happened. And then I think that makes it better than if it was just for the sake of it. Yes. The Peep Show and Always Sunny episode as well, the, the blackface they were doing was like, this is wrong. Always Sunny, they are assholes. So I thought that when it happened. And what happens is... Ah, fuck it, I've already burned the bridge with Vauxhall. Um, what happens is you have comedians who want to get on television... And a way to get, and they're not good enough to get on television in a natural way. Mm-hmm. So, or and even with like the whole diversity thing that happens now, they're still not getting on television. So they then find an angle that everything is racist, or it's homophobic, or it's transphobic. So then they have to be put on something. You saw it the other week with the last leg. They did this song where it was basically they redid the Three Lions, but about like homophobia in Qatar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the world's greatest song, right? But I'm going to defend their attempts at being funny because they have the right to try and be funny. And I actually think The Last Leg is a very good show for what it is. Like, I used to watch it. I've been to see it live. I think the people, I respect every comic on it. They're good. You then had this other comic who isn't very good go out and say, like, basically, here's why the song you made was homophobic and terrible while doing another song. And it was fucking garbage. And during their song, they're like, but you should hire me. And it's like, why? You haven't done anything fucking good. They should just hire you because people are accusing them of homophobia. So you're there so you can do your shit song about how homophobia is wrong. Mm. And it's the same thing with the blackface thing. I thought that happened. You then had black comedians going on TV going, you should never do blackface as a white person. And you're like, what if I have a funny joke about it? So, like, it depends, like, how, I don't even know how many black comics were mad at it as opposed to like white uh, producers and I, white comics. I, 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 oh. I saw I saw some black comics get mad at it. <sighs> not 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 the ones not the oh, like we rating that. Not 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 like not like people we're like fans of. Yeah, you know what I mean. How much do you think like in a writers' room when you're making a sitcom is like, oh, it would be funny if we could do blackface. How can we write around it to to try and just do it? Because uh, you, you could try and be too smart of it. Like, if we cover this in enough context, we can be, look how naughty we're being by doing blackface, but, like, we, we're getting away with it. For sure, but, like, what's what's the... All right, I'd argue, what's the issue with that? Like, South Park, draw Muhammad. Mm. South Park, get, right, if you have enough good jokes... And, you know, I've I've worked in, like, some quite a few writers' rooms, yeah? The, the fear of being accused of racism... So, like, when I write Unite, our Radio 4 sitcom, yeah, we have, like, fearful arguments because we're... It's a low-budget Radio 4 sitcom, so we can't fucking have a massive writer's room of these diverse things. It's me and Barry Castanola for the most part, and we have to have a discussion of, like, shit, are we going to be accused of racism for this? You know what's funny? There's a big sitcom... I can't say the name, but I was hired for... as a black consultant Mm. on an episode because they did an episode about statues and basically hired me to like, Miles, is this good? I was like, yeah, go for it, man. I'm, really? I, was just, I literally just had to look it over and be like, yeah, that's all right. But isn't that in a way more racist? It is like, I can understand like the white liberal fear and I got paid. But yeah, it's kind of like dumb. I think you should just go with your convictions. I don't know. So they don't want you in there because they think you're going to add, not to say you wouldn't, but they don't They don't have you in there to go, oh, you're going to add anything of relevance to our sitcom other than, hey, hey, black guy, can we do this joke? But if you get fucked over, you're going to get 
woke people being like, well, why didn't you, why were there no black people in the room? Because, all right, well, maybe like the black people who were, and this is always my thing, the black people who we want in the room are busy because they're good and they've got other things going on. So then we have to, we then have to lower the bar and then bring in people who aren't good. Not, to, not I'm not speaking about you here, but I'm mm. saying like, because that's the that's my thing with this stuff is they go is that lazy though what, yeah, no oh, all the good ones were busy there's but five. that happens yeah like that happens with uh that that was a big thing with women in comedy years ago i was speaking to someone who owns who works at a big comedy club and that i was they were they were always it was like that shit where there was that white man twitter account thing where the lineup was all and now it's just male twitter account it's just if it's men and I was speaking to them about it, and they were like, this is like six, seven years ago, and they were like, yeah, we want female comics on every show. The problem is a lot of the female comics are always fucking booked up because everyone wants female comedians on the show. So then we've got to let in people who are sub, not at the standard yet, and that affects the show. Like that effect, I put on a show here, that's going to affect it. Mm. I don't think that's such the case now, but I saw the same person who did this song uh, complain that there was like w there's no reason that a show in the country should have an all white lineup now and I'm like yes there is there's a majority more white people doing things and if it's in the fuck off end of Wales guess what you're going to have probably more more comedians in the area who are white like that's just Did you argue statistic. how do you get good if you're not given opportunities yeah that's true uh, but I, I wouldn't say there aren't a lack of opportunities now in that in that realm like there's let's say like, let's say about writing mm-hmm uh, comedy, I I feel like comedy is pretty meritocratic. Yes and no. Fairly, fairly. It's maybe a, in London. I don't really know outside of London. I think it. I think it can be, but there's people. Uh, I mean, there's always a reason someone fucked up a chance. Yeah. Uh, in in say in in a, in a writers' room to be like, ah, there's only three good black writers. Maybe it, do you have a responsibility to be like, you know what, we're gonna hire a woman writer who we could have potential. We're gonna give her this credit, and she's gonna get more credit. And even going back to this this black consultant thing, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing mm. to to say I want to write about a topic I don't know that well about. Let me bring somebody in. Uh, now, if you're just consistently bringing someone in to just talk about black stuff, and then and that's a bad thing. Maybe you'd be given opportunities on a more consistent basis. Let's see what else you have to say. Let's see what other perspectives you have going forward. But I don't think that of in of itself is being like, hey, is this okay? You know, if if you if if one of us had a joke about women. Would you go, would you consult a woman? Like if you were talking about assault or something, you had a joke and you're like, I'm gonna go to a woman comic that I like and I, I trust and I know has a good sense of humor. I'm gonna ask her, do you think it's going too far? I'd consult the audience. That's I'd who been, I, like if you had any nerves before you even got up there. No, I'd consult, I did a rape joke on Saturday at that crazy show, like improv joke. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a gay guy in the front row who kept shouting out, I had nice eyelashes and I was going like, do you imagine if a male comic, uh, and he just went, someone thought I was a woman earlier. I'm like, that doesn't make anything you're saying okay. That doesn't give you a free pass. It's like, oh, someone thought you were a chick once, have one free rape. Was he pretty? He was, he was, but it got, it got, it got like a big laugh in a room, like an improv, like, yeah. and you always so never mention that on stage, but they, I wasn't going, oh, ha ha, someone's been raped or sexually assaulted. I was pointing out like the ludicrous thing that he was sort of saying and it, like it, taking it to an extreme. If someone very politely, if you had a bit about something, if someone very politely told you, I don't know. Depends would, who's telling me. Audience member. Um, would, would it would it affect you going forward? Like, ah, oh man, always in the back of my head. Did it did it kill? It did it get does, a laugh? It it does that thing where it's like, oh, it's a laughter, but you feel like you've got the ratio just kind of right. 
I guess I guess it depends what the joke was. Like if if I was if I wrote something that was intentionally mean spirited, and it was get it. You know, I always used to have that the bit I used to do about the Nazi salute and Black Power thing. Like sometimes when that would sort of work in a way, I'd feel I'd do that and people wouldn't get the joke. I'd always feel a little bit ugh. Mm. But then also sometimes I'd do the joke and it would get. And I'd be like, fuck off. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have to clap because I've made a point. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, within yeah, the... Yeah. Like, you can just enjoy... I get it. You're not racist. Yeah, yeah All right? Yeah. Like, or you think you're not racist. Chill yeah. out, you know? Because how many how many of these people have conversations like we have with each other? Maybe. But, yeah. Like, how many people... How many people do, like, on the comedy circuit claim they have a diverse group, but they haven't got a diverse group of opinion? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they hang out with people who think the same thing as them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't give a fuck if someone... I, I don't... Like, I honestly... Like, I talk flagrantly on here. When these mics are off, I say outlandish shit because that's the way I fucking talk. So you're a person, yeah. Yeah, that's out. But, like, I know there's no malice in what I have in my heart. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd ask that. Is like, are you coming from, Are you coming with malice? Are mm-hmm. you coming with... Why shouldn't you be able to have, like, questions on big talk? Like, if you're allowed to question... All right, I don't know. I don't know. What do you make of it? I'll make this point after, but yeah. I I, I feel or going back to like let's say episodes being scrubbed. Like I was a personal. I enjoyed the episodes. Maybe because I'm a comedian, I don't know. But just as a human being, I enjoyed the episodes on on blackface. I enjoyed mm. what they tried to do, and I feel like leave it there. Some people don't like it. You know, still have it there as a, as a document. Do you know what I mean? I don't because you you've scrubbed it. What does that achieve? Mm. What are you trying to achieve? I feel like trying to rub things from, you know, history. There's no, you, you don't get anything from that. Yes, that's a good point. And, and, you know, the black people, we don't all have one opinion on it. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, there might be some black people look back at the, the rush hours and be like, oh, I don't like that Jackie Chan said that. That's problematic. That that film is a hood favorite. It's an international favorite. People love that shit. Do you know what I mean? And I, I feel like you leave it there and let it age how it ages. Some comedy ages like milk. <laughs> but Most of it does. I feel like still leave it there because that's a document of the time. I don't think you can make a film like Rush Hour again in 2020. That's okay. We don't, you don't have to. I don't think, I don't think you could. No, nah, you couldn't make but it. But that's a product of 2001, 1999. And what a beautiful... Uh, that we could have that. Do you know what I mean? Fucking great. But now we've moved on maybe a little bit for the better or for the worse. Then we have to try something different now. Things evolve. Well, Tropic Thunder had Robert Downey Jr. blacking up. And that's another classic. Is that Are you allowed to say that, blacking up? He blacked up, yeah. He blacked up. Did, yeah. Is that is that Or do you have to say blackface? Uh, he blackfaced up? I don't he, know. I think he just blacked up. He blacked up. He blacked up. Yeah. <laughs> blacked up sounds. It wasn't just his face. I think he, he blacked sure. up. <laughs> his, his body. <laughs> yeah, imagine imagine yeah. that's what brings me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, again, in that film, they're making a point about Hollywood would rather cast a famous person and black them up than you know what I mean. Or if like, you but, found out that they wanted to do blackface, right? Yeah, and then they found a point to sort of cover up afterwards. Does the intention have to come first or the idea? All right. 
feel like I should be answering that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. You... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, if you, if... I'll just say this to the listeners. Whatever the whatever the worst possible answer you <laughs> could think of is, that's what I was going to say. I, if you found out when the Wayan brothers were constructing their masterpiece, that was White Chicks. The greatest film the, ever. The great, one of the greatest films of all time. If you found out that they had just wanted to put black guys in white prosthetics, that is exactly <laughs> that is exactly how that. They started. had a round table and they're like, "What are the socio political?" <laughs> Speaking of white, <laughs> what if we, me and Marlon, we like we like there and we we dress as white pictures? That was it. That was the whole picture. All right, all right, it's a million dollars. Come back with a script. White bitches though. We call it white shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was it. That, that was epic. It's good. What about what about white pussy? They so clearly just had the prosthetics like in the costume yeah, room. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what? I'm doing it. that before. Like this is the thing that bothers me as a white person is like white like there's a liberal like this is the thing white people are either fucking look how they're replacing us great replacement let's grab some tiki torches which is like let's not fucking do that that's yeah. insane. But then there's also like this other side who are like, black people can't be racist. And you're like, yes, they can. Racism, like, what do you think racist is? Yes, but it's societal and discriminatory. And yeah, and that can happen the other way around. Like, who it created does... that? Was that black people or white people? Oh, it sounds like it sounds like some infiltration. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like some black people told like the most liberal white people that, and they're like, oh yeah, of course not. And then you guys believed it. But it's uh, white people like um white people white people are just they're afraid of being called racist to the point now where it's like, do you have what do you have any black friends yeah. do you sit around talk freely with your black friends because black people know white people are racist and you probably are a little bit mm. you probably are a little bit racist mm. that's that you just work on it you know you what wanna, i mean is you want to talk about the racism story of the week What's the racism story of the week? The, the, the queen, that queen lady, queen aid. Oh, racism bro. story of the week. This, this should be a new segment. section of our yeah. podcast, <laughs> racism story of the week. So uh, if you, I don't know if you can get her name up, um, but you got- It'll the, be like Lady Butterfluff the fifth or something, I don't know. What some, some royal aide who was the queen's aide, it was some sort of charity uh, event and she goes up to a black lady. So where you really, where you from? Mm-hmm. Lady's like, I'm from Peckham. Like, where are you from? From Peckham. I don't think she was from Peckham, but nah. yeah, I think you have just chose. <laughs> I think I chose uh, and now, the lady's been fired for for inquisiting a bit too hard. Um, I saw a funny post. Um, uh, Junior Booker reposted. Mm. I think it was Dan Griffiths, and it was like, yeah, but she she turned up there in like African attire. It's like not unreasonable that like uh, elderly white lady is gonna be like, oh, so you know where are you from. I'm gonna try to win it, Jose. If I speak, I am in trouble. I I I think like the white lady. My interpretation of it, like yeah. What do you what do you this isn't what do you think? Because we talked about this in the past. Sometimes we've seen black and Asian comics go on stage and do that joke where like oh, they ask me where I'm from. I'm like Peckham. And yeah. Like, Shut up, man. We you know what they mean. Yeah, and also don't get annoyed if I fuck up your name bringing you on. I've never said that many <laughs> syllables. Like, what do you want from me? As long as you've asked <laughs> beforehand, then you fuck it up. Yeah, I, if I, I've, I, no, but if I can't pronounce that. But uh, no, all, all MCs just ask now. But, yeah. um, but anyway, I, I feel like where the white lady fucked up is she asked more than twice. Yeah, it says repeatedly ask, where are you really from? 
Right. That's what it says. Mm. When, like, when you start going in, once somebody just, just don't want say Nigeria or something, just just make it up. Just get get her on with her day. Here's here's the thing. I think like I can understand the situation of the old white lady being like, ah, oh, but like, wait, where are you from? I get it. I get it. I get where she's coming from, especially being old white and she was royalty, was she? Royalty, not? whatever. Yeah. But what you do, like, you just kind of once you know that someone's not going to tell you, you just kind of stop after two. Yeah, she fucked up, and I'm not saying she hasn't fucked up, but I'm saying, like, why is the... I didn't know this party was happening. I didn't know these people were meeting. Why am I hearing they're meeting? Why is this a massive news story? Because an old fucking royal person and someone who, in my opinion, is race-baiting uh, have met and had one of the world's most disastrous conversations. Who would have guessed that would have happened? I don't know if it's race-baiting. I feel like... If you turn up in... in uh, uh, if you go to a royal event... Dressed like, dressed like coming from <laughs> coming to America, right? And then you're gonna stand there and be like, "No, I'm from Stanks." <laughs> like, would you to, to, to some to some 87 year old woman who who in her head is like, "Why can't I kill my servants? Why aren't I?" Well, here's the thing: the old white lady was probably only asking so she could tell some story about how she went on safari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In Kenya, you know, whatever. That's all she was trying to get to. Like. <laughs> we uh, we used to never not to allow you guys in the palace. <laughs> this is what do you know what I mean? That's what was coming. I, I understand like the need to like. I don't want to tell you though. I understand that to be like. Well, what if I just don't want to tell you? I don't want to give you the satisfaction of being like, oh, I've placed you. Yeah, that's fair, and I'll never, I'll never maybe understand that. So I don't understand uh, the the side of that you know what i mean what has happened is you would have told a lady a little bit like, ah, oh, now you make sense right I, I get that i get that but it's it's like i understand the other side of yeah the, the old lady has seen you in some you, you know it's not like you're you turned up in ugg boots yeah. and juicy couture uh uh tracksuit because then, oh, like, oh, you are from Peckham. You know what I mean? Like, no, she, she turned up in sort of a tie-off from her country. So you would you would assume that, oh, I'm proud of this. Mm. I'm open to talking about it. But maybe this the old lady. Maybe she'd been asked several times and she had told people. And she just got to this old lady and she was just like, you know what? No, I'm a, I'm a be not difficult i'm gonna just not give you what you want okay so uh, so i'll be i'll be we'll do a little role play okay who am i playing you're gonna play the old white lady okay. and do what she should have done but i'm uh, asking you where you're from yes and i'm gonna play no i'm not in particular playing this lady mm -hmm. just to make clear mm -hmm. i am just playing no you play you you play you oh i'm playing me yeah yeah, yeah. okay mm -hmm. i had a i had a really fun accent <laughs> i was gonna do no but i was it was gonna be real fun yeah. like everyone the listeners were gonna love it everyone was gonna <laughs> we're all gonna have a good time It'll be the end of us <laughs> I'll, I'll do the accent your 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 nose doesn't look anglo-saxon uh where are you what location are you for? <laughs> Oh, vague. <laughs> I am uh, from Brixton. <laughs> Should have said Tottenham. <laughs> no, no, I am not from Tottenham. I am Arsenal fan. <laughs> I, oh, I do not. Uh, I always cheer against Yids. Where, where are your parents from? My uh, parents are British. They are you, came here. Are you playing Dracula? What are, what are I, you am old, <laughs> I am old Jewish man. <laughs> 
From Brixton. Stand in front of a mirror. So I'm gonna bring some garlic because I don't know what <laughs> who you're playing. I, but uh, <laughs> I am. A, I know this is a. Oh, you are Jewish, but this I is so offensive. <laughs> I am old Jewish, man. Well, the thing is, I'm North African Jewish. So if I was to do the accent of where my heritage actually is, it would be more problematic. Why? Because I'd have to do an African accent. No, you do like an Egyptian or Moroccan. An Egyptian. Well, that's African. Why is that not African, bro? That's like don't, don't. Oh, I, I Google because I because when Senegal went out, I was like, can I support Morocco? Yeah. And I Googled this. It's very anti-black. Is it? Very anti-black then. Really? It's like 43% anti-black. <laughs> They've had a census. <laughs> <laughs> The only the only episodes of Always Sunny they've got the <laughs> blackface on Moroccan Netflix. They just have thirteen episodes of that. When they heard Little Britain was going off, they're like, "We'll buy that, we'll buy." It. Bro, that is. Have you ever watched Little Britain back? Crazy. Jesus, man! I went to see it live for like my ninth birthday. Yeah. I didn't even know they did it live. All the laughter, all that laughter was real. Really? Yeah, I went to see it live. Fucking hell! Yeah, they filmed it in the they studio. They filmed it in the studio. Oh, then the people spoke. <laughs> nah, yes, yeah, did you used to watch Little Britain? Yeah, everyone did. It was did, fucking. I watched the airport one as well. well that yeah. was even like four, five years ago. What did you? What did like? What did you think of it? Bro, it was two thousand and six, man. It was it's just different times, man. Plus, it it was weird because like, it's kind of like um, we have some American listeners. Okay, look, oh, fucking. How do you explain Britain, Little Britain? Little Britain was it's a, it's a comedy show. Catchphrase uh, comedy. Catchphrase comedy. It's a sketch comedy show. Set around like different characters all around Britain. One BAFTAs, one BAFTAs, like big awards and stuff. It wasn't like just so. It was on BBC Three, and like one of the jokes was a lady would eat some food. It would turned out that a black person would have made it, and then she'd throw up all over everyone, which yeah. is quite funny. And then it's, you'd have two Thai ladies in like, and oh, it's two Ting white Tong, guys. Ting Tong from Tootin. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> There was Ting Tong from Tooting who would literally go, I'm Ting Tong from Tooting. That was, and that's an impression of them doing it. <laughs> like, which was like the recurring joke. That's They had one punchline, which was the characters just saying one thing. Like, And they had a gay guy from Wales. I'm the only gay in the village. Yeah, but Matt Lucas was gay, yeah, at least. There was that. Man, man. And they would, they would play on the idea that Britain was racist. Yeah, they would at least. There would at least be a and lot. And they of showed the... it through racism. Yeah, it was. But some of the jokes were just like, "Here's a big black lady in a prosthetic, <laughs> like a white guy. It'd be a white guy dressed as a big black lady, <laughs> and that, that was the joke. That was it. <laughs> Britain in the two thousands, it did a lot of wasn't blackface, black prosthetics, because like you had Bo Selector. Dude, how the fuck that guy has a comedy career fuck, you know, is beyond me. Guy called, the guy called um, Keith Lemon. Yeah, he plays a Keith Lemon character. Who the joke is is he just does a thing about being from Leeds. Yeah, he used to play Craig David. Craig David ruined Craig David's career. Did he? Pretty much. Craig David said he used to get suicidal about it. Dude, that guy like is not funny at all. No. Like any anything on i any time ITV two go, we have a new comedy idea. You just know. You just know it's gonna be it's oh Jesus Lemon. one series <laughs> doing some shit man yeah ITV have the, some of the worst comedies bro they they I don't know I don't know how they fuck it up by the way if you want to hire me for stand up sketch I am still available <laughs> oh, oh oh I sent my sketch in for there the other week to be ignored once again <laughs> we love your idea um could we do it without the jokes <laughs> <laughs> how long have we done. We we have done uh, forty seven minutes. Forty seven minutes. We've got time. We, we've got time. time to keep going. This is an interesting subject, though. I n need to pee. We can pause it. I really appreciate you.
And we are back. But even a, even um even Little Britain, man, off air, not available. Yeah, is Big it not? I play, man. Shit, I'd watch that if I was high, man, and I'd probably Little go. Britain. I I don't think I could. I re I tried to rewatch it about eight years ago, and I was like, Ooh. it's not mental age world. Like comedy is fucking vicious at times. That's why I spit an image is shit at the minute, because the new spitting image, like they did you write on it? No, I applied. And they were like, no. And then I saw the sketches they did. And I was like, yeah. ooh, boy. Like, it's meant to be fucking vicious. And this is the thing. Like, this is why when you have, like, you know, we bitch about the right comedy thing. that Like, the, the sort of, like, oh, my God, you've got to be kind. You've got to be nice. Comedy should punch up. It doesn't have to punch up. Like, that's the thing with comedy. Who's doing the punching, man? Who, who are you saying is down? Well, that's just be to punch up at the first place. Yeah, I just think the reason people say yeah. people say punch up is because they know saying I'm offended is now like, well, don't watch it. So they go, I just think that comedy should punch up, which is a get out of jail free card for people who are offended at something. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it's like I, I get a fair few complaints with my comedy and it's always like, you, did you... You sat there as I did Holocaust jokes and laughed, and then the minute I talked about something you didn't like, but you didn't know anyone in Holocaust, so mm -hmm. it didn't affect you, did it? So why why are you gonna fucking why you know? What I mean, it's the minute it affects you, and I, I have the same thing. Sometimes I see comedy and I'm offended, like I I get offended as well. Like it's I'm not like because I'm a comedian, I never feel that. Do you get offended at stuff? No, no. I saw I was I was doing a gig with a guy. In Windsor, <laughs> white guy he just did a Chinese accent, and they fucking loved it, man. And I was like, oh. was it a good Chinese accent? It was like, if I close my eyes, it would sound like a white guy doing a Chinese accent. Okay, but he did it, and they applauded it, and I was like, you know what? Fair play, man, in this climate to get away with that. Yeah, some when I think the thing is, is like bad when you see bad comedy, like offensive comedy done badly is super offensive yeah it, it is it, that's why you know south park do it very well and then some of the people you see doing offensive comedy it's just like this is just your ninth joke about pedophilia do you like, think being an edgelord as they call him now mm -hmm. for the sake of being an edgelord is a bad thing i get i misfire and i get it wrong I feel like that was very much directed at me personally. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I don't think there is. I don't think... I think it's... Uh, and also, things that are edgy now and years to come won't see edgy. I know my comedy will be looked back at. If I ever make it and stuff, it will be looked back at. The same way Frankie Boyle's looked back at now. Like, why is Frankie Boyle coming out saying you can't do trans jokes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you did jokes about Harvey Price. Why, why can't you be edgy, though? What's wrong with being making a joke that is edgy just for the sake of... Because comedy's got to punch up, Michael. It's got to punch up. It's got to affect the people in charge, like spitting image. You know how spitting image broke down the government? How the government collapsed because of the writing? It was so tight on spitting image. Those puppets, man. Oh, they went for them. Oh, boy, where there is burning. Man. We have a VTech comment there. By, by, by the way, if you subscribe to the Patreon, yeah, you can ask us questions you and we indeed. will respond to them. If you don't subscribe to the Patreon, you can also ask us questions. and just, But we'll ignore them. We'll probably ignore them. We will. We had a, a question from... Uh, do, 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 do. About... Oh, fuck. I've lost it. 
Oh, no, here we go. Reese Williams. Thank you, Reese. Patreon Reese. So if you want to ask us questions, we will answer but, them. But, but it has to come through the Patreon. And like Reese. Because we offer an extra episode each week. And uh, we can't, you know, we give, a, we give a lot. We give a lot I here. I mean, to answer a question for somebody who's not paying us, it's just like, it's too much labor. Yeah, bro. You're asking the stripper Slavery's to get a drink. Over. Yeah, exactly. You're, we're strippers and you're asking us to get a drink off the clock. We ain't doing it. Mm -mm -mm. We ain't doing it. No But kissing. we will dance. We will twirl the pole if you pay us. Yeah. If the security ain't looking over, we'll even give you... There's a bit of Take touching. Put his put his finger in there. Yeah, you can, you know, you can brand me if you... Yeah. <laughs> you can go full Sopranos if you like and just beat me to death outside the club. As long as you are on the Patreon. Mm. That's the top tier, though. You've got to be given. Yeah, you've got... Yeah, there is only one tier at the minute, but oh. we will be introducing you for £10 a month. You can kick Elliot to death outside the Bing. Just one time. <laughs> just one time, but you you can do it. We should do merch. We should. We should do... Uh, Pencils. <laughs> <laughs> <Paper>. <laughs> <laughs> Reach for the stars, Michael. <laughs> Reach for the stars. Like, not guys, even... guys, guys, erasers. Yeah, not even pens. But <laughs> I said pen, I'm gonna just carve it yeah. into the. Into the... <laughs> just says, HB, and then tech philosophers. <laughs> so this is from uh, this is from Reese Williams, and he asked, "All right, guys. Uh, no, sorry." How, all right, got no. I was gonna do Chinese. There. <laughs> he said it worked. The Chinese I, I accent. Gasped. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese accent. It's it's a bit of fun. From Reese. Yeah, this is it. This is what Reese speaks uh, like. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you sound like you're from Birmingham. Oh, you sound like Cilla Black. What are you doing? <laughs> you sound like Elmore. I can't do it. Turns out I can't. I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm trying my hardest to be offensive, but I can't. There's something within me. All right, guys. No, uh, <laughs> that was that was me trying to do well. <laughs> Telling my Indian. Because <laughs> he's called Reese. Just go for the opposite region, and then finally you'll find right, the Chinese. All right, all right, all right. So I'm going for Chinese. Is that no, let's go for Australian. You probably end up in all China. Good right. eye, guys. I'm gonna do every every bit of it as a different. That's how President G starts his. That's <laughs> <laughs> how President G. Uh, good day, good day, cunt. Uh, we're going on a bit of lockdown. Uh, anybody walks outside, you'll be. Taiwan in. is our territory. Uh, one China, all of that fucking shit. So uh, yeah, no more points at bars, and we're gonna we're gonna have another lockdown. Death, death, death to, to America. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, if the Americans come into the to the Chinese Sea, we'll fucking fire <laughs> at you, canos. We're fucking on it, mate. It's authentic, yeah. Yep. All right, guys, random question for you. Does lying about something bad mean it is as bad as the action itself? Thinking, not thinking about the Liver King finally acknowledging taking uh, he takes steroids. Is him lying about it worse than the act itself? Have a good one, Reese. Can you explain who the Liver King is? So I was going to use the Liver King for our philosopher of this week. This week, uh, if we could Google Liver King Thank apology you, quickly, Reece, you fucked it. Um, you did. You you've actually added to the episode, Reese. You've Thank actually, you. you actually complimented us. You have well. actually done more structure than we have ever done, mm -hmm. and. So the Liver King is a guy who meticulously had this plan to go viral over years. His own supplementation companies for a long time. 
Derek from More Please More Dates, uh, did an expose on him uh, who does uh, things about whether he thinks athletes and people are on gear, uh, steroids. The Liver King, I've got a video on my Instagram about it. The Liver King, uh, turned out he was claiming he was a natty, natural. Turns out he's running loads of, on loads of steroids and he was trying to push this nine ways, the, the nine ancestral tenets of life. And he's actually- He, he eats raw thing. liver? Yeah, no, to be fair to him, he does his diet and he, he does- a pound all, of liver a day. Yeah, he does a lot of the working oh, out. Because he's a multi-millionaire with a farm. So like he, this is this thing that influencers do now where they come out and go, if you live my life this way, you will become happy in that. And it's like, mm, people will be happy because they have your resources and money that you have and they can apply that. Walking around shirtless, eating fucking testicles. Are there, are there any benefits to eating raw liver? Yeah, there's loads of benefits to it, bro. There's loads of benefits to liver. It's nutrient dense, you know what I mean? But it, it, the reason he's the size he is, which is the thing, the aesthetic uh, he is, is because of the, because of the fucking gear he was taking. He was on loads. How did they find out he was on gear? So he'd emailed some people meticulously with his, well, with his meticulous business plan and the steroids he was on at the time, mm -hmm. and then got exposed by Derek from More Plates, More Dates. So he, he was just emailing, didn't use like, didn't have a secondary account? Nah, he went straight with it, and um, and so they they managed they, they managed to find the emails and were like, uh, look, so he's he's been faking. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking steroids personally. I haven't taken steroids. It's not going to come to a surprise to anyone. <laughs> I want an advert for steroids. A slightly slightly in shape guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, slightly <laughs> an average looking dude. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking steroids. Mm -hmm. What I do think is wrong is this influencer culture of lying and deceiving people to sell them supplementation and trying to tap into the minds of young people that uh, the, the things you're doing for body image and things like that. Have we got the Liver King's yeah, apology? Yeah, I mean, if, it, if, it's, if he's telling people, take my supplements and eat this, and that's all you need to do, it's not, it is wrong, it's fraud. Yes. This is very business. ...that he lied about using performance-enhancing drugs is in this order his to apology? boost his health supplement business. Can we just get through to I fully today? own that I up. I am as sorry as a man can be. And all I can do is take extreme ownership right now, be better, and lead myself to a better life as a better human. Again, thank you to everyone for the support, the criticism, the love, the hate, and above all else, the loyalty. Uh, I was no, say the liver. Can we get the bit where he starts talking about 80,000 men kill themselves a day? So he was trying to... He comes out in the apology and he's like, 80,000 men killed, uh, attempt suicide a day. So I was eating raw liver to stop that, which is literally yeah, what he yeah. says. Like, I feel like the mathematics on that. Primals. Yeah, here he is. I'm making this video to apologize. To and the sound on it shitty because it's his video. It's, it's his... our highest and most dominant form. This is my fight. This is why I exist. While spreading the message, I've been on several podcasts and when asked if I've ever taken this topic was a placeholder for a far more important conversation. I convinced myself that this would overshadow the 36 years of working out, usually twice a day, without PEDs. I've convinced myself. Hey, it's a bit this before this, Lucas, sorry. Okay. Uh, I don't touch this stuff. 
Not going to touch the stuff. Yeah, from that minute. Stuff. Experiment to spread the message, to bring awareness to the 4,000 people a day who kill themselves. The that's not 80,000. That's not that bad. That he said 80,000. 80,000 try. People are hurting at record rates with depression, autoimmune, anxiety, infertility, low ambition in life. Can we just pause it there and we'll come back there? So, uh, firstly, this is what happens when you live your life through a PR company. Because he's been caught chatting shit. And this is why I fucking hate this guy, right? Suicide is a serious thing. Serious. I'll joke around with it, right? I'll fuck about, but I know people who've killed themselves, right? You know, it happens. What are you going to do? But it, none of them weren't going to kill themselves because they were deficient. Because they weren't eating fucking liver. Like, not, not, eating a bit of liver wasn't going to save them. It was depression. Things to do with money. Things to do with the thing that this cunt has. So he doesn't give a shit about people killing themselves. He wants to save face. And a PR company will go with your apology. Hey, play the mental health card that you were trying to help people. So you were doing the right thing. You, but you, you were doing the right thing, but you did it wrongly, whatever. He can absolutely go and fuck himself. Nobody was going, oh, I was thinking about ending it all, but then I ate some raw testicle. And do you know what? That just changed my perception. I also feel like you just could have put a shirt on for an apology video. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like... I know your brand is your brand. But like this one here. It's, it's he's got a pump. He's got, I got a pump on. I got a shirt yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... So what, what was the question in particular that Reese wanted us to ask? So Reese, he, I think Reese thinks that doing gear is wrong from the way he's phrased his question. I don't know if you think that or not. Uh, read, 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 read the question again for me one more time. Hara, no, uh, it's, it's never getting old to Just me. Just get to the crux of the, <laughs> to the, to the question. Does lying about something bad mean it is as bad as the action itself? Does lying about something bad mean is So he lied about taking steroids. Is that worse than taking steroids? I yeah, I, I think in this situation, yeah, yeah, it is. Would you would you think he's would you think doing steroids is bad? No, I think if it's just your personal use, if you want to, if it, if you think it helps you look a certain way, I think the moment you start building a brand off of telling young men do what I'm doing and just do what I do, it's all natural, and then you'll get to this point, and then you're gonna have young men because he's trying to say he's trying to help young men's mental health. You got young men probably thinking, "Ah, oh, I'm not, I'm not looking how he looks. I must be doing something wrong. I can't even get this right. Fuck me." Do you know what I mean? There's, there's men who are feeling worse about themselves because they think they're following exactly what he's told them to do, and they, they're not looking how they're supposed to look. So he's, like he said, he's exasperating the situation that he says he's trying to solve, uh, just to, to save face. You know, I'm sure he's built a multi-million pound brand off of this. You know, I think it takes more than an apology. What are you gonna do? With your earnings, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Where you gonna, where are you gonna do that? There we go. That's a very good point. You should pay reparations. I agree. And, and then I think other white people should follow. <laughs> hey, let's not get carried away. You know, like <laughs> that old lady who asked where you're really from. You, you got to give that woman twenty quid, man. Come on, yeah. you can ask someone where they're really from, but then you have to hand over ten pounds. Yeah. Or just give back, like, artifacts, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what? All right, with the artifacts, but, like, what? You get the artifacts and then what? We'll put them in an African museum. All right, people are going to go? 
I mean, there's other pressing issues. But, you know, <laughs> nice we're all gonna. It, we, we don't go to the British Museum. I don't go there. <laughs> we should do. I'm that more one. likely to see them in London. Than London. <laughs> they are, it's actually very convenient. Yeah, they are in London. It's like, uh, I don't support the campaign. So I'm, like, I'm, wanna, I'm not taking a flight. To <laughs> what? To look at like an elephant tusk? No, what the fuck? Man, I'm not. Then I still have to pay entrance museum for the museum as well as the flight. The British fun. museum's free. Exactly. You've just got to get yourself. Nigerian there. museums are charging. <laughs> you got to pay money to the to the bouncer on the, on the. I'll probably be able to take it home if I pay them enough. I'll take it back to the UK. <laughs> I give him enough Naira. That 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 tusk is mine now. I don't know what that is. So, yeah. I think it's better. It's better off here. It's better off here. <laughs> for selfish reasons. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you just talked yourself into colonialism. It is convenient, you know. Now I am here. We might as well keep it here. You know. <laughs> It's kind of, yeah, we're taking it back to Africa, and you're like, <laughs> oh, what? No, it was closer. You know, wait till next Tuesday. <laughs> I'd rather go to Zone One than to fucking Kenya. You know. Yeah, I I think doing a this uh, lying, you know, if you do a bad thing but for good reasons, like it might benefit people and stuff, there's always an argument for that. But I think in the case and the example of the liver king, he has deceived people for financial gain. He has deceived people for fame. It's been incredibly created. It's a created brand and it's got marketing and a social media team and all of this stuff. And, you know, if you have money, you can make money. There's a lot of things I want to do on social media. And I have to do it myself. Mm -hmm. If you have a brand and team of people behind you, you can very easily do it yourself. And so we talk about meritocracy and stuff. Uh, it's not a meritocracy, that world. And he has bought his way to the top. Now, he works out and he works hard and does all of those things. I don't want to take that away from him. But what I think, if he really wanted to make his point, what he should have done is stopped eating liver and then killed himself. That it's the ultimate that, video. That would, if he did a month off of liver and vlogged about it daily, and then the final video was him die. But he could die in like a stone age suicide. So in my personal, if he could wear like the black turtleneck that you're supposed to wear when you're making an apology video instead of going shirtless. That's a very good point, Michael. He didn't turn up in a black turtle. But I just didn't think it was genuine. He's not serious about it. You've got to turn up looking like Dapper Laughs. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing, though. Like he mentioned, there's a lot of demotivated, lost young men out there who are uh, open to being led by somebody who, yeah. who preaches by, you know, these snake oil salesmen who preach a false message, you know? And there are some good guys out there, but there's a lot of, you know, ones out there who are just preaching, it's just a quick step of follow what I do, man. Come to my university of da-da-da-da, And, you know, a lot of, it's been happening for centuries, you know what I mean? But now in the age of social media, there's so many. And, you know, it's just another guy who's sort of 
got his legion of followers under false pretenses and he's been found out. And listen, I'm not saying that redemption is not available for him, but it's going to take more than a, than a shirtless apology video. What what do you think his redemption is? How does he redeem himself from Michael Wadawale? First of all, you stop taking steroids. You give away a large, if not all, of your profits that you've made. And you do this journey clean, you know? Okay, that's actually very sincere. It's very, very... Uh, that's a very good idea. I, I, you know, I'm not passionate about a lot of things, but some of these guys who lead young men astray, you know. Do you feel like at times in your life you could have been led astray? Yeah, if it were, you know, if it weren't for comedy, man. Yeah. Who knows? Absolutely. I think um, we've got to wrap this up. Mm. But this has been a, this has been a fun episode. Been, we've we had a lot of caffeine beforehand and then we started drinking during it. Do you know what? This is actually a lot better than the one that we were halfway through with the banging. Yeah. Well, I, that, uh, I really enjoyed our, our racial conversation. I think our listeners have learned a lot. We always have the best racial conversations. We lay all our cards on the, all our race cards on the table. Yes. We uh, uh, don't share the Chinese accent bit. Nah. That's that remains between you as listeners and us as podcasters, which is a weird way to promote a podcast. Don't share it. Most podcasts ask to be shared, not us. Not 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 this particular. Give him. By the way, he was doing an Australian accent that ended up Chinese. If that makes it any better. Ni hao. Um, but yeah, the, no. If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with someone you think would like it. Um, I think you know they probably m might be a fascist. But that, that's what this, that seems to be. We want to get an audience like the Liver King and create an army of B-Techers. We want that black fascist Kanye market, man. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to heal the world with our thing. Mm. And if not, we'll burn it. We'll burn it all to the ground. Burn it all down, man. Uh, but there's, sign up to the Patreon as ever. Follow us on Instagram. Sign up to the YouTube as well. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can see the clips and stuff. We actually have that playing through the thing. So we, go to we, YouTube. Um, we have a special crossover episode coming out soon. We do. Uh, but uh, I'm going to keep it under wraps just for now, but it will be coming out soon. And if you're a fan of Have A Word, you'll be greatly disappointed because yep, it's yep. not with them. Mm -hmm, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, promotions. Elliot, doing a work in progress? I or? do. My work in progress is selling very well, so grab tickets quickly if you want to be there at Angel Comedy 630, 22nd of December. But I'm going to let you guys on BTEC know this. I'm doing another one that I haven't put on my Instagram. Look at the shock value on your face right now. 29th of December, Top Secret Comedy Club. I'll be there. Pay what you want. Just reserve a ticket on their website. There we go. And I'll also be at Leicester Comedy Festival on the 8th of February and Vault Comedy Festival, I believe, on the 23rd of February. So it's still exclusive. Uh, for me, got my work in progress on the 21st of December, Top Secret 6.30, come down to that. I want to say special good luck for the O2 oh, coming up. Thank you, O2. We'll be talking about that next week. We'll lean on Thursday. We'll see how That's that goes. huge, man. Oh, thank you, man. We'll see how that goes. I'll give the instant report on the next episode. Uh, uh, Lucas, anything you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I need a bringer for tonight. So if anyone's uh, around, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know how this podcast works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, socials, Lucas Jeffcoat. Wicked. Clips on there. All right. That's, that's the episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to be having a few guests coming on soon as well. Um, I believe Dom is going to be returning to give us some insight into the Metropolitan Police sure it's going a lot better uh i think it's all fixed and all figured out so he's coming on to say don't worry about it guys mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, this has been B Tech Philosophers. Much love.